Hi y'all, John Alcorn, that one dude 2020, really the CEO and founder of the God Over Money Sports Network. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can hear it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. knows his stuff uh you know he's not afraid to go at people and no player should have that much control over an organization well last time i checked this is not the los angeles lebron how did you get blocked by lebron james on twitter talking about you know wanting to inspire and and like i'm inspired right now i want to run through a brick wall for you right now i cutthroat it's very you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. It's always a good time when I get to get on that dude 2020's show. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of That One Dude 2020 of the God Over Money Sports Network. There will be potential shows added in the next couple of months, next couple of weeks, in God's timing. That's the important that's what I'm that's what I'm learning, even though despite sometimes I can be very stubborn. But thank you so much for the support on the big video of the fuse or Getting up, there's 17, 20, 18, 5, but that's not the point of all of this at the God of Money Sports Network. What the network is about, whether it's 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, or anybody else. So, bringing it back to God's Word, it's about sharing, like talking about God's Word and kind of talking about stuff from the sports world, the football world, but always reverting it back to God's Word. Have this just because, well, this is my Bible. For 
today. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this this show's prayer break. Lord, sometimes I don't understand why you you've never given up on me. You've never given up on anybody else. And I thank you for your abundance of grace. Thank your abundance of love. And help me to be more Christ-like. Help me to make a difference in this world. But it's your credit, your glory, your plan and will. Not mine. In Jesus' name. Amen. We kind of kind of reverse this just a little bit, folks. For we do have a Bible verse. We're not taking that step out. That's the whole point of the God of Everybody Sports Center. Is to do that in the beginning. Like a mini Sunday school pre-quit type lesson thing here. Like a Jesus and God story. But first, before we do, let's get to today's Bible verse of the video. It comes in from 2 Peter 3.18. When I do, when I ask God and just look it up, of a Bible verse, the Bible verse that I feel like God's telling me that, that, I, that I see in the Word, either on here or on the Internet or on my physical Bible, physical Bible, like paper, is whatever the first topic is. That's what you're going to tie in the Bible verse to whatever the first football topic is. Begin at 2 Peter 3.18. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. God's grace. Sometimes we don't understand why God did certain things. My God took away those people of that situation, those jobs. Well, immediately that God's taken away. God is showing us so much grace and love that he heard conversations. He saw certain situations that you didn't. And I know it's crazy to imagine sometimes, but kind of speaking of that and conversations and how God's grace is how... God puts people in our lives. This uh, Jesus and God story. June 2020, I almost quit sports podcasting. And this is not about me here. Let me make that very clear. This is about God. When God puts people in our lives, when they are telling us the honest truth, that's coming from God's grace and love. Because God puts people in our lives. People can tell us the things we need to hear. Versus what we want to hear. So June 2020, even before that, God put Adam Rich in my life. The Really Rich Podcast. I will link that down below when I upload this on YouTube. Adam just told it straight to me. So if you're doing it for the views, for the likes, for the shares, the comments, the, the fame or whatever you want to call it in sports podcasting and in the sports industry. You need to reevaluate. Is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? You're only, tw- I'm only 22 at the time. Just only 13 and a half months ago. This time getting first day, but the views weren't showing up. It just didn't seem to be working out. Adam just told it to me straight. The guy gave him no knowledge of what to say. He told it to me honestly, but it was in a loving, graceful manner. Just when God tells us things or 
take certain jobs or he did like he certain situations are taken away and you don't understand we see things. we don't see certain things that god does remember god is all knowing god is omnipresent god is everywhere god put adam in my life tell it to me honestly and if it wasn't for that i would have quit sports podcasting i thank you adam but number one thank you god for putting adam rich in my life he's not just a friend that 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 god used to save my sports podcast a career he's a friend he's family we can call each other whenever we need anything nothing is too embarrassing but like i said folks when we have a bible verse and a jesus and god story or bible story that is translated into the first topic that is related to the first topic of the show because when god puts people in our lives when that thing happens in your life when you when you make your mark and your walk with god when all looks like impossible and you succeed you win that bowl game you beat that you beat the previous national champion all of that is because of god all that credit is because yes you put in the work but god works in so many ways when you make that state that mark that that step in your walk with god just like an athlete does when they make that play to win the big game those things i think can coincide together ladies and gentlemen we are talking about college football i know not a lot we can say talk about here and the god over money sports network founder 2020 ceo and founder of the god over money sports network episode 10 Vince Young, whatever happened to Vince Young? Now, mind you, there's maybe a little bit of bias here, folks, is because my first ever sports game to watch live on TV was the 2006 Rose Bowl, first ever sports game to watch. So there's a little bit of bias here, but see if we can take that away and discuss this topic right here. Before we talk about the 2006 Rose Bowl, Let's go into Vince Young's college career, talk about the numbers, talk about the stats, and then we go into the summary the 2006 Rose Bowl and his entire college football career with the Texas Longhorns. Vince Young, his first year, 10-2. Sounds great. You go to 2004, 11-1. So you already see early on the early effects of how great Vince Young was for the Texas Longhorns. A lot of times in college football nowadays versus maybe necessarily back then, we always focus on numbers, numbers, numbers. Well, Vince Young's numbers weren't great in college football in terms of a passer. They won a lot because of him. And while the numbers may not be great, if you're winning, you're getting it done, man. Vince Young, as a runner, was something special and a great college quarterback of all time. There's something about Vince Young, 2003, I believe he was freshman of the year. I feel like I forgot what you technically call that in college football. 2004, they go 11 and one, and they say next year they're gonna win it all. Mac Brown's like, no, 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 hold up here, Vince Young. Now hold up. This is back in 2004, over 17 years ago. Now hold up. Now hold up here, Vince Young. 
And what did they do the next year? In the 2005 college football season, Ben Zellin not only has a career year and completion percentage, passing yards, touchdowns, a career low in interceptions since his rookie year, since his freshman year in 2003. They go to the national championship game, aka the Rose Bowl, before way before the college football playoffs, facing off against the USC Trojans who won the past two national championships, looking to get a third. Reggie Bush was getting his highlights. Reggie Bush was having highlights on YouTube in the first ever year of YouTube, the early days of YouTube, before sponsorships, before YouTube Plus, before all of those things. Reggie Bush was on highlights on YouTube. Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll, Defensive coordinator Hugh Jackson, phenomenal team, won the past two national championships. Looked like they could have won a third before Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner go to the NFL. Odds are a little bit stacked against them. Yes, you had Vince Young, Jamal Charles, that team, and Mac Brown, that Shipley, but this, that was something special. But it comes to on the field. Looks like USC is going to win the game. With, I believe, less than 20 seconds left in the game. Fourth down. One last play. Looks like USC is going to win it all. But remember, in Vince Young's college career, you never count him out as a runner. And nobody could stop him as a runner. He was phenomenal. He goes to the corner and He's got a touchdown. Texas is on top. Against a two-time back-to-back USC national champions. All is exciting. Fans are celebrating. Fans are going crazy. They got this in the bag. And Texas won the 2006 Rules Bowl. My first ever football game. To watch on TV. My mom letting me stay up on a school night to be able to see this. For the first time since watching my first ever football game, I get the emotions. I get the excitement. I can barely sleep that night because I'm just trying to understand football and grasp the game of football. Not just college football, but for the sake of this topic, college football. Was special about it. I love this guy, Vince Young. This is my first ever college quarterback to see play on TV, of course. So I'm going to follow him to the NFL. But before we go to this NFL side of this, Vince Young in his college career was a winner. While it didn't show up in the numbers in terms of a passer, he threw, he passed when it mattered. He got the ball to receivers when it mattered. Defense. And Vince Young as a runner. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm crazy because there's a little bit of a bias in this. But I don't believe we're going to see another runner as a quarterback like Vince Young was. So listen, it wasn't just speed. It was agility, ankle breaking, the way he would move his legs to get in between defenders. It was something special. I don't believe we're going to see a quarterback in college football like that ever again. A lot of times it's pass, pass, pass. You got to mix in a little bit of 
the run. But we talked about what happened to Vince Young. We talked about his college career just very quickly. Now let's talk about his overall career and a little bit in the NFL. Remember, Vince Young in 2003 won the Big 12 Offensive Freshman of the Year. His first year in college football. 2005, Heisman Trophy runner-up, lost against Reggie Bush. I would rather have Vince Young do it because USC, pooh, oh you pooh. It's a fun rivalry. It's nothing personal. It's just college football. 2005, BCS National Champion. Third overall pick in 2006. This is already kind of sound like a successful career. Just wait. 2006 NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Two-time Pro Bowler. Spent with the Tennessee Titans since 2006 through the 2010 NFL season. Injuries and development as a passer were two things that Vince Young lacked with the Tennessee Titans. Do I completely blame that in him? No. You look at Jeff Fisher. Quarterback killer. Didn't work with Sam Bradford. Didn't work with Vince Young. Now, Gary Vince Young, I think he said a little bit on the Colin Coward show again. Great show on Fox Sports FS1 is that part of it was because of Vince Young's attitude. Well, y'all young. We all sometimes learn the hard way. But if you look at it here, they didn't put the pieces around them. They didn't have the right staff. They didn't have the right coordinators here. If you go back to the state, because I remember when I used to play video games, I played Madden 07 months ago, and I'm looking at the receiving core. Vince Young's rookie year. Who? Who? I couldn't name a single one of those guys. Maybe a second or third year. You had Kenny Britt. I'll give you that. You had Chris Johnson. Phenomenal running back. That some people said it could have been the future. First ballot. Hall of Fame. Had a great career. Somebody had a great career. Again, had a massive brain fart there, but we all have that. Played with the Eagles in 2011. Mind you, folks, this is supposedly called the Dream Team. 2011 2012 season after Michael Vick revived his career due to some offseason ish or off the field issues, but everybody, I believe, has a chance to come back in the NFL. Now, obviously, certain situations happen. No, but we're not going to talk about that because we're here to bring people together and closer to God and his word. It's not because of my doing, because of God's doing. This is supposed to be the dream team. Michael Vick, Vince Young was the backup, Sean McCoy, Deshaun Jackson, a young Zach Ertz, I believe, Dallas, or Riley Cooper, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters. That looked like a very good team on paper. Blue had seven, eight wins on the year. Missed the playoffs. Anna Reed got a lot of heat and a lot of flack for that loss. And I believe that was his final year with the Philadelphia Eagles. Vince Young spent some time on the um, on the Buffalo Bills roster, not necessarily in the regular season. Pretty much after the failed Philadelphia Eagles dream team in the 2011 NFL season, he pretty much was on on the the Bills, the Packers, the Browns, 
in the offseason. Never made the final 53-man roster. Spent some time in the college football in the, in the CFL. I believe with the – I apologize. The Sasquatch – the Rough Riders. I probably butcher that name. The Rough Riders. Call it Canadian Football League team. Got injured quickly and fortunately was released. What was once a promising college football career, promising NFL career, after a great finish to a college career, made his mark in college football. Just like when we make that step, make that improvement in a walk with God, make that, that, that next opportunity. It didn't work out in the NFL for Vince Young. So many pride, ego, attitude, not having necessarily the right coaching staff. Because having the right coaching staff matters. Ask Mahomes, ask Brady, ask so many other quarterbacks that had success in the NFL. And have, ask Drew Brees. Ask Peyton Manning. Ask Andrew Lake for a certain amount of time. We can keep going. But I think you get my point. 46 touchdowns, 51 interceptions, less than 9,000 passing yards, and less than 15, less than 1,500 rushing yards, only 12 touchdowns, and less than 58 completion percentage. With all the hype going into the NFL, in 2007, Vince Young had less than three touchdowns and four more Interceptions. They won games, but that wouldn't be long term. That wouldn't last long. Even replaced in 2008 and only starting one more game that season, which is already less than barely three seasons in, was already the beginning of the end of Vince Young's career in the NFL. But ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick commercial break. Folks, we are back. We talked about what happened to Vince Young very quickly. Again, favorite college football player of all time. It would be an honor to meet him. But ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about another Tennessee Times player with more NFL talk. Episode 10 of That One Dude 2020 on the God Over Money Sports Network. On the God Over Money Sports Network. But before we continue here, this is the most important thing you hear. Not the content per se. That's, that's a lot of fun. I enjoy. But if anybody in the YouTube comment section, whenever these videos, when we actually do go live for the 2021 NFL season, for anything, you can call or text 281-675-5081, or you can also call or text 254-356-6678, or email Money. Sports Network. Any prayer request you have or need to vent, any of that is private with the person. There will be somebody to pick up your call. Every single person will have a device to answer your call and access to the email account. 
in terms of who's ever on the network. No prayer is too embarrassing. God loves y'all very much. Back to more NFL talk here. What happened to Chris Johnson? Drafted in 2008, nearly at, even though Vince Young got replaced. And only had one game that season when Chris Johnson's rookie year. And even though uh, Adrian Peterson got drafted the year before. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Johnson in an NFL career, before we break down or talk about the stats, he was exciting. He was electrifying. You need a running back to get you 50, 60 yards on a play, boom, you can count on Chris Johnson. The athleticism, the speed. He was like a faster Ezekiel Elliott. And maybe I'm crazy because I need to watch more NFL film. But I can tell y'all, there was something special. There was something special about Chris Johnson. The numbers showed it. The highlights showed it. And I'm only going to show y'all, or just tell y'all, go on YouTube to look Chris Johnson highlights. What that potential could have been of a prime Vince Young and a prime Chris Johnson Man, that could have been something very special. 24th overall pick in the 2008 NFL Draft. Play from 2008 to the end of the 2017 NFL season. His first year, he already made a mark. Over 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns. Goes even better the second year. 2,000 yards, 5.6 yards of carry, 14 TDs. His first two years in the NFL already has 23 touchdowns. People are like, oh, this guy's in the making of a Hall of Famer. Now, some people can say, maybe nowadays that's different. But this is 2009, 2010, his first year in the NFL, 2008. His first year in the NFL, 251 attempts. 4.9 yards of carry, nine touchdowns. He nearly almost doubles it in his second year. 358 carries, 107 more carries in 2009. Nearly 70, 70 nearly almost uh, 730 yards more rushing, 2,000 yards for a running back. In 2009? That's insane. With 5.6 yards of carry, a career high in yards per carry. 14 touchdowns. Career high in every category. This guy was in the makings of a Hall of Fame. 2010, 316 carries, almost 1,400 yards. 1,364 yards. I don't have to go through every year. But you already see early on this guy. Is something special. We always say don't look at the numbers. They can be deceiving. And I get that. That can be a valid argument. But here, folks, his first three years, over 4,000 yards. Think about it. 1,220 yards. If you really did the math. Okay, this is not math class. This is a football class. You do the math in his first three years in the NFL. He had 4,000 598 yards in his first three seasons in the NFL. That's crazy. That's insane. He was so dominant during his time in the NFL. 
from you could say from 2008 to about 2012, 13, when he saw other running backs come in the league, that time he was the most electrifying running back in the league. His speed, his athleticism, his agility, his quickness to move in between and tackles to make his play seemingly out of nothing. He was like the Michael Vick of running backs in terms of his speed and his agility. So there was nobody like him at the time in 2008. And to the closest thing you say, he was Adrian Peterson. 2009 in terms of his speed. 2011, 2012. Was a top running back in the league. And to make a play seemingly out of nothing. Now, some people can say, is Chris Johnson a Hall of Famer nowadays? I don't know. That can maybe be a conversation. But ladies and gentlemen, the sad thing about his career is that he was probably a dual threat running back. So not having the stable franchise quarterback for the Tennessee Titans, we never got the, so, the full ability in his passing game. He could have been a great, great, great receiver. Also, running back and receiver. Like you see a lot of times with receivers. They're running backs, receivers, and tight ends. He could have been a dual, triple threat. If they had a decent, if they made decent decisions in the draft, maybe in free agency, and had a stable quarterback long-term, you could have, Chris Johnson could have got even better. Folks, that is even scary. That is super scary. That, just in your football mind, is with Vince Young being a running tap quarterback, they could have been special together. But maybe one of the biggest what-ifs in terms of quarterback-running back duo, maybe not in all NFL history, but in recent NFL history. 2015, could have looked at the revamp. Remember, David Johnson had that career. He looked like a top three, top four running back in the NFL at that time. Carson Palmer having his career year with the Cardinals. Who would have thought that this team could have won a Super Bowl or at least appeared in one or two? They had the talent. They had the great quarterback in Carson Palmer. Gonna go check out the interview on that would do 2020 Instagram page. Later on in his career, as the Tennessee Titans decided to move on from a great running back, Chris Johnson, who should be in the Titans ring of Hall of Fame in the future. Was on the Jets for a bit. Was on the Cardinals for a bit. This one right around the time also Adrian Peterson was passed around the league for a little bit. We can all have our different opinions when it comes to NFL running backs. And I understand. What would have been interesting, though, early, or if it happened earlier in his career, I remember Vince, or sorry, Chris Johnson played a short time with the Jets, which I believe LT was also on that team. Juno Smith, Michael Vick was the backup. Imagine younger, a younger Michael Vick with Chris Johnson. Think about what that team could do. Think about, we're talking, we're talking about hypothetical football things here. Let's let's kind of talk about that before we get into today's final thoughts. Which one, a what-if quarterback-running-back duo would have been more dominant in their prime? Vince Young and Chris Johnson and or Michael Vick and Chris Johnson? It's definitely an interesting question or thought here. But ladies and gentlemen, 
let's go into today's or this afternoon's final thoughts. Again, very great program. These teams seemingly fly by so fast. I enjoy doing these programs so much. It's for God's glory. We make sure it, the Bible verse always has a similar topic into the first football topic that we talk about on today's show. But again, ladies and gentlemen, we finally hit 100 plays on Anchor. I know it sounds like, oh, this, it's not easy. But I know God will put the people around this network, either behind the scenes or doing a show. Thank you all so much for the support on the most recent video, Expectations for Baker Mayfield in 2021. Go check that out. You can grab your Takis and grab root beer. Because when this video comes out today, let's say in about an hour. It's going to be great. But thank you, I can't express enough. Thank you all so much for the support. I will see y'all soon with tomorrow's video. These will be pre-recorded, but once the schedule is figured out and the NFL preseason comes away, these will actually be live so we can interact with people in the comments. Thank you all so much for the support. God bless, and we will see you soon. his stuff uh you know he's not afraid to go at people and no player should have that much control over an organization well last time i checked this is not the los angeles lebron how did you get blocked by lebron james on twitter talking about you know wanting to inspire and, and like i'm inspired right now i want to run through a brick wall for you right now i cutthroat it's very you know, up and down roller coaster of emotion. God put me in a position. It's always a good time when I get to get on that dude 2020 show.